Praise God. Well, we've been in a series for some time called By Grace Through Faith. And we're going to, I believe, um, we're going to recap a little bit and pick up where we, uh, where we left off last week. Go a little bit more in that same vein, I believe. You know, it's subject to change. But uh, Ephesians 2, verse, let's read, um, well, let's go ahead and read, read verse 1. Ephesians 2, verse 1, we'll read this uh, passage. It says, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, and when she once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we were one, all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. And he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, for that in the, in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Uh, verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that's what we've been talking, on, talking about in general. It's by grace you're saved through faith. You know, I mentioned this earlier, Shelley was talking about you know, being at Rhema and in the classes. I had a class, I don't remember the class, it might have been Ephesians. Um, we'll go through the whole book of Ephesians, but it might have been something else, I don't remember exactly. But the teacher emphasized this verse in one part, and he said, you know, it was by grace through, uh, you have been saved through faith, and then there was a test question. And it said, by blank, for by blank you have been saved through blank. Now, if you didn't pay attention, and of course the answers were faith and grace and some other things, and if you, you know, you would immediately put the other things away and you're like, it's faith and grace. But if you didn't really pay attention necessarily, and you know they're both there, but you don't really remember which one. And he brought it up afterwards, because I can't, you know, not everybody got it right, and I don't remember if I got it right or not. I know it now. That's what's important. <laughs> But that was the whole point when we went over it. He was saying, this is really important. Because if you get this backwards, see, it's, it's not, it's by grace you have been saved. Faith is the channel through which you're saved. Faith doesn't save you. Grace is what makes it possible to be saved. Faith is the way you receive. In other words, if Jesus didn't die, you can believe all day. It ain't going to do anything because there's not, God didn't do anything by his grace. Okay? But if he, he did it by his grace, if you don't believe, it's not going to happen. And see, this is the same way it is. Just, that's how you get born again. That's how you're saved. It's by what Jesus did, by believing what he did. That's how you receive it. Through believing what he did, you receive what he did by his grace. But that's how you receive everything from God. Everything is this way. He's already, people will say, well, Jesus has already provided everything. That's true, but you got to receive it by faith. Because the whole world is, they, they have their sins paid for right now, today. It's already done. Jesus already, he died thousands of years ago. If it's not done, 
It's not going to get done today. Not going to get done tomorrow. It already happened. It's been paid for, but we have to believe. We have to draw on that through faith. We have to receive what's happened. And so we've been focusing on that. And if you weren't with us, don't have time to, to recap everything. And uh, we went to different facets of this. We've gone through, and I encourage you, go back and listen to the messages. Uh, they're on the website, and that, that will be a blessing to you, and you can get caught up right to where we're at. But uh, last week, well, before I say that, I wanted to say a few things about verse 10. If you, let's go to verse 8 and then read through. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Verse 10, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in Him. We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in Him. In them, God has prepared good things for us to walk in. And this, we need to believe this. And what we focused on last week was everything you receive from God, you receive it through faith, it's by grace, but there's something that's foundational in all this that will help us and that is that we need to know and be convinced of God's love for us. That will help our faith immensely. In other words, Jesus has already provided. God, through Jesus Christ, has provided everything. Your faith is the hand that takes it and receives it. Well, believing that God loves you is how faith works. Now, I want to read a scripture we, um, we read last week, and then we'll go Go on. Galatians uh, 5, verse 6. Galatians 5, verse 6. It says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. He's talking about these people were, you know, he's talking specifically, you know, they're, they're trying to do something that's of the law, and they're thinking, well, we got to do that. And he's saying, well, if you go and do that, uh, you are a debtor to keep the whole law. Don't go and try to keep part of it. Don't do it because you think you're trying to earn something from God. And he, so that's what he's referring to here. He's saying, in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision avails anything if you do it, if you don't do it. He said, but faith working through love. Faith working through love. Now, I want to read that to you in a couple other versions. In the Amplified Classic, it says, only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. Now, this has a few applications. Of course, you know... It, you can apply it that your faith does apply or is affected by how you walk in love with other people, and it is. If you think you're just going to go around and treat everybody poorly and then walk in faith, you've got a surprise coming. It's, it's not going to happen. If, you, if, you are, if you're not walking in love to other people, you are hindering God's love toward you. He loves you, but when you're being real hard on somebody else, it's hard to receive love from God. It's like, well, God be merciful on me, but I'm going to knock this person out. It's going to be hard to believe because you're going to have this other thing going on. So that's true. That's not what I'm focusing on right now. But if we get this thing I'm focusing on right now straight, it'll take care of the other part. If we can be convinced God loves us, it makes it easy to love other people. When you know what God has done for you, you don't have to try. Well, see, some people put it backwards. They're trying to love other people, and they don't feel loved. That's impossible. How are you going to give something you don't have? 
And see, this is where religion and works come. Religion tells you, you have to do all these things. You better be a great person and treat everybody right, and then God will accept you, or whatever the deity is, was going to accept you. You can't. That's, that's works. You're saying, I'm going to earn it. I'm going to do such and such, and then God will accept me. No, Christianity is, is the reverse. It says, God already loved you and did so much for you. Now, go treat other people the way you've been treated. And you've already been received. You can't earn it. You've already been accepted. Now, because of that, you're so excited, you're going to treat other people well. See, that when we get a revelation of that, it's how it helps us. And here it says, only faith activated, and so I want to focus on this aspect. Only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. Faith is activated, energized, expressed, and working when we understand Love, when we understand how much God loves us. In other words, the more secure we are in God's love for us, we're going to reach out and take what He's already provided. When we're secure and believe, no, God loves me, and He would do that for me, and I'll believe Him for it, we're going to be able to walk in what He's already given us anyway. If we think He doesn't love us, even though He's provided all this for us, we can look up and go, I'm not worthy. I messed up yesterday. I said something. I've done this. I can't, I, I can't believe God would do anything. Notice that. I can't believe God would do anything for me. Well, how do you receive from God? By faith. That means you not being convinced of the love of God cripples your faith, which means you don't receive what God has already done for you. You realize people will, in the world, they don't receive Jesus because they believe they're not worthy. That's the whole reason Jesus came, is because we're not worthy. If we were worthy, we don't need Jesus. Do you see how backwards that is? We need Jesus, which is why we need a Savior, which is why He came. So we believe on Him. He makes us worthy. We don't approach God based on our worthiness. Our, our, I don't care how good you are, how holy you are. You're not. That's not going to make you acceptable by God. It's what Jesus already did. But when we understand He has good plans for us, He loves us then we're going to be able to walk securely. In the Passion Translation, it said, All that matters now is living in the faith that is activated and brought to perfection or maturity by love. Your faith is going to mature as you understand God loves me, God loves you, God is for you, God has good things, He's not, he's not uh, slighting you, He is a good God, and as you do that, your faith comes up to believe He can do this. He'll take care of me. He'll, he'll, he'll do this for me. He's got good things for me. See, if you don't, you're not convinced of God's love, you say, well, He wants me to do what? Well, I don't know. That might hurt me. He's going to let me fall. But the more uh, secure we are, we're going to say, okay, if God is telling me to do something, go, if we look, you know, what we were just looking at in Ephesians 10, it says for, uh, uh, 2.10, it says, For we are His workmanship, and created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in Him. If we've already, if He's already prepared good works for us, and I'm convinced of His love, I'm saying, well, this must be some of the good works. All right, Lord, you want me to do what? I don't understand it, but I know you love me. So I'm secure in that, so I can step out and do whatever you told me to do, because I, I know you're there to catch me, you're there to help me, whatever help happens, you can walk me through it. That, your faith is energized, you see that? It's strengthened, built up, solidified in that. This is how strong faith happens. You can't have really strong faith when you believe 
yeah, God, he likes me, okay? He doesn't really love me. Uh, I know he loves me. I know, you know, Jesus died and all that. But when it gets down to it, I, you know, seriously, you can quote scripture yet still not believe God loves you. If somebody asks you, oh, yeah, Jesus loves me, I know that. But then what do we do when the pressure's on and we're not sure we're going to get something done? What is our reaction if we're feeling like, where's God and I don't know? Well, see, then right there, we put our finger on it. We don't really believe he loves us. We can say whatever we want, but when push comes to shove, we're not secure. We're not strong. We don't know that he really loves us and is really going to come through. But as we get more and more convinced of that, we can... um, be strong in believing Him. Now, we covered a lot of that last week. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. I'm not going to re-preach that whole thing. I really wanted to go uh, a little bit further uh, this morning and just share some more scripture along these lines, but not go over all the ones we did um, last time. Uh, let me read this. We'll, we'll um, have a jumping off point here. 1 John 4, 7. We, we covered this, but we'll, we'll hook up here and, and go a little further. 1 John 4, 7, it said, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son in the world, that we might live through Him. And in this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. See, verse 9 says, In this the love of God was manifested toward us. So we could see, our minds could say, and we covered some of this last time, well, you know, how do I know God loves me? This is how we know. He sent Jesus, He sent His only Son for us. It says, In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us. In other words, not that all that you're doing for Him, but what He already did for you. See, He loved us when we were unlovable. We read that in Ephesians. When we hadn't done anything, when we were dead in our sins and trespasses, He loved us, and He uh, died for us. Jesus died for us. And so we need to be secure and go uh, forward in that. Let's read um, 1 John 4, 17, just uh, a few verses down from that. It says, Love has been perfected or made mature, complete in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is in this world, or as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Well, what is fear? We covered this a little bit. What is fear? Fear is the opposite of faith. Faith is belie- and faith in God is believing that what he said will come to pass. Fear is the opposite. Fear is, I don't know what's going to happen. What if this happens? What if that happens? Well, that's not faith. Notice it says, he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Well, if you're fearing, you're not fully mature in faith. So can you see the more you're convinced of love, that's going to drive out faith with, or fear, which means what? Your, your faith is stronger. And then how do you receive from God? Our faith. It's not a works thing. Someone says, oh yeah, I'm just trying to get faith. And like I mentioned last week, a lot of times there's a layer below that. You're trying to quote unquote get faith or build your faith, but really you don't believe God loves you, that the foundation's missing. 
If we believe He loves us, our faith is going to go up. Well, He loves me? Well, of course. He said I can, have, I can believe for that. Oh, cool. Well, I just trust Him. That's faith. Faith is just trust. It's not some religious term we try to build up. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. When you see what God said, you say, well, yeah, I believe that. Well, if you're convinced He loves you and He tells you, you can have such and such or, or such and such or I'll do such and such for you, you're, the fact that you know He loves you is you're trusting Him. You're saying, well, I believe Him. He'll do what he'll, He's for me. I believe He's for me. He's got good things for me. To go through this life and just believe, be secure. You know, we were talking about in the, the offering, the God that, that He owns everything. He's so big that He's our Father. See, you can think that, you can have, you can agree with that in your mind, but your heart can be missing it. You say, oh yeah, He's a mother, but look at these bills. Well, see, then we don't really believe it. We don't really trust it. Because if we believe the God of the universe is really my Father and He loves me, then what is, and we, we read it before, what, what's He going to withhold from me? If He gave me His Son, it says in Romans 8, what's He going to withhold from me? Answer is nothing. See, he, he proved His love through His Son. We get, if we can go through life, just be convinced that He loves me. He's on my side. He proved it in Jesus. And your mind can say, well, Look at such and such and look at such and such. This is where we need to just meditate on that word and say, no, God loves me. Maybe you just go over that. See, faith does come. See, if you build your faith in God loving you and get convinced of that, your faith in every other area is just going to abound. If we'll come to him and say, God, he loves me. I believe it. And just exercise. I'm going to take him at his word. Your faith, your mind, and Satan, you'll have help in this, can have thoughts of, well, he doesn't love me. Look at such and such. Look and, you ever stop to think, where do those thoughts come from? Whenever you have a thought, a good exercise, I'm not saying every thought, but you have a thought that's discouraging or anything, ask yourself the question, who said that? Where did that come from? Because you can have thoughts that are from the enemy trying to push you off, trying to discourage you, trying to get you to believe bad things about, the, about God. And the fact is, He loves us. He's for us. And if we come, become convinced of that, then we can go forward and be strong in Him. In uh, John 17, 20, look at, let's just put that up on the screen quick. John 17, verse 20. This is Jesus speaking. He's praying for His disciples. He says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in Me through their word. Well, that's us. He's speaking to His disciples. We all believed because we heard something. If you're, if you're a Christian, if you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in His death, burial, and resurrection, what He did for you, you, you heard that somehow. Well, the disciples here were the carriers of it to the world. I mean, that blows your mind when you just think of that. God gave His plan to a bunch of fishermen and other people and left it in their hands and let them go. He had, they had their, His Spirit, but let them go and... 
the Gospels that were written, the word of mouth, it's been passed down to where people could believe and act on the word of God. Well, that's us. So Jesus is praying for you right here. He says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who believe in me through the word, that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that we, they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me, this is the part I wanted to get to, and have loved them as you have loved me. Jesus is saying that we would know that, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them, that includes us, loved them as you have loved me. That means that, the, that we would know that the Father loves you and me just as much as he loves Jesus. Is Jesus worthy to receive anything from the Father? He is God. He is the Son of God. Well, God loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. See, our religious, if you have a religious mind, you, it just rolls right off. No, I mean, okay, whatever. But this is the Bible. This is Jesus himself. This is the Christ speaking. Is this true? That was really weak. Yes. That's a good place to agree. Does he love us as much as Jesus? Yes. Amen. Again, is there anything that God would withhold from his son? No. He loves us just as much. So is there anything that he's going to withhold from you? No. If you're, you're his son or daughter and he loves you just as much as the son. Just think about it for a minute. I'm pausing on purpose. Because our religious mind does not believe this. Our religious mind has told you, you, got, you you're just you're unworthy. You don't have anything. Why? You know, you messed up here and there. And constantly, the enemy's an expert at bringing all your faults and failures to you and tell you why you're not worthy. You're not worthy because of what you've done. You're worthy because of what Jesus has done. Amen. If you were just to take this the rest of the week and just meditate on the fact that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus, that will op- your faith will abound. What is, is there anything that God's going to withhold from his son? No. Well, you know what? He's not going to hold any good thing, withhold any good thing from you either. He's good. He's a good God. He has good things for us. Our future is bright. It's not supposed to be, you know, going down. It's supposed to be just getting brighter and brighter because we're mock, walking more and more with him, like him, getting stronger, coming up, and enjoying life, and we just keep going out, and if Jesus tarries and he doesn't come back, we just go right off and say, hey, see you later, we're going on, and meet him, and now really have a party. It's supposed to be like that. It's it's supposed to be good. Yeah, we live in a curse-filled world, but Jesus, he said in John 16, 33, yeah, you'll have tribulation in the world, but I've overcome it. And God loves me through anything. What if I get hit with something? See, if we don't believe, if this isn't secure, that if something happens in our life, the thought will come, well, where was God? What's he doing? If we believe this, well, God 
loves us just as much as he loves Jesus. When Jesus was going to the cross, God loved him, and he was doing this for us. God never forsook him while he was walking until he did it for us. Jesus experienced being forsaken so you and I don't have to. God won't leave you. See, if we're not secure, then when something happens, the thought will come and we'll agree with it. Well, where's God? What's he doing? He's beating, what, what's going on? Where is he? But if we realize, wait a minute, he loves me just as, love, as much as he loves Jesus. He hasn't forsaken me. If he loves me just as much as he loves Jesus, that means he's right in the thick of it with me and I need to just look to him and say, God, I don't understand what's going on here. I know you're not the author of anything bad. Lord, show me. I'm going on with you. You show me the way out. I know you have good things. In the smiths, you know, devil try to tell you, Satan will kind of whisper in your ear, oh, well, look at this and look at that. And, you know, I, you're not going to make it. And you can shout back and say, oh, I am going to make it. God's at my back. He loves me and he has good things. And watch, we're going over together. Amen. In the face of it, your faith will abound. The things that try to torment us and the fear, fear tries to torment and hold us down and say, well, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Where's God? This is going to happen. Love will block that out, stamp it out, and we'll come up and say, oh, I am going over. I will not fear because the Lord is with me. He won't leave me. He won't forsake me. He never will leave me. I'm sticking close to him, so we're, we're, he's right with me right now. Your faith will come up, which means the thing that God had right on the other side of the problem will be yours. That you're something, he's not sending the problem, but there's something there. And if you say, well, I just don't know, you drop your faith. You don't believe to go past it and to get what's right there. When you love God, you believe. And the thing that he's already provided for his grace, you start to receive. And you receive. And you receive. And you receive. And you just keep going up because you're convinced of something. You're convinced that he's a good God. That he loves you. And that you're going through. Regardless. Going over. Regardless. Coming up. Praise God. He loves us. He's a good, good God. Yes. Let's just read a few of these thoughts. Get convinced of these things. Jeremiah 29, 11, Let this hit you fresh when we read it. If God loves you, like he loves Jesus. When you read these things and say, oh yeah, I have that a plaque. I've had that on a plaque for 20 years. And yeah, I know God has plans. But what am I going to do about this situation? The plaque doesn't mean anything. I used to have a plaque like that. That's why I say it was on my desk. It's a good verse. Can you put Jeremiah 29, 11? I'll read it to you. For I know the, the thoughts that I think toward you says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. In the NIV it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Well, if you, if you don't believe somebody loves you, and you're thinking, well, I don't know, 
you want me to do such and such, or this looks like such and such. I don't know. This could hurt. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know if you're going to take care of me. But if you're convinced of his love, now these type of things, they, they become uh, new. This, this is speaking to Israel. This is, a, this is the old covenant. But Jesus has bought and paid for us as his children, as the Lord's children, the Father's children, by His blood, we've been made part of the family of God. And God, we need to, like we read first in Ephesians 10, God has prepared us beforehand for good works, period. That means anything that He has planned for us, it's not to harm us, ever. Now, do we go through stuff where we're going to grow? Yes. Yeah. Is it like religion tells you, well, He sent this thing, you know, to, to kill you or to hurt you. No, it's not. But will he grow you up and discipline you in the sense that you're going to be trimmed or pruned for more? Yes. Do, any of you that have children, you know, you're, you're training them to do certain things. Have you ever seen where you understand if they're going to be able to do such and such, where they're at now, they're going to have to make a few changes? in order to get to be able to handle more or to be able to do th something better, a skill. You know what I'm talking about. If they know you love them and if you love them, you're you might tell them to do something or ha help them, you know, direct them and guide them. And it might feel to them like, I don't want to do that. That's not comfortable. Why would I do that? And you're thinking, because if you do that, I can get you up here. Well, no, I don't want to. Well, if you don't believe, see, what, what does it come down to at this point? Do they trust you? Now, there's a bunch of, there's flesh and there's immaturity and all that. But I'm using this as an analogy for us as children. If, if God's, if he's bringing us along in life, which we said, if he has good plans for us, we should keep rising up and up and up and up, and he's going to have good, good things for us. But you know what? You're going to have to take some of those things by faith. He has them for us. But for us to go to the next level, we're going to have to believe something. And it's going to happen. You're going to have to believe that he's good and that he can bring you through. And he might say, now I want you to do this. And you're saying, what? I've done that this way for 20 years. You want me to change it? Yep. But that, that's uncomfortable. Do you trust him? Do you believe he loves you? Because the thing, that next level on the other side, might take you going, all right, we'll do it anyway. Because you believe something. You believe he loves you. Therefore, you can believe him to do what he said. Therefore, you can receive the next step. Or you can plateau and say, I don't want to do it and just stay. And you won't stay. You understand you'll go backwards. But what, what are these things? When we, if we believe this, I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Well, then you're like, God, this is uncomfortable, but I know you love me. I know the foundation is secure. I know that you have good things, so if, you're, if you want me to do that, that's because you want me to handle more. That's because there's more coming, and you love me, and so you're getting me prepared. I trust you. Do you see how the faith, faith is trust. It goes up because you don't doubt. 
You say, well, I don't understand. I see that. I'm comfortable where I am. But you're bringing me up, so I trust you. I'm stepping through it. I'll do it. What is that? That's faith. What do you, you receive more then? Because you're on the solid foundation. I love this verse. We'll close with this. Psalm 32, 8 in the New Living Translation. It says, I will guide you. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Is that not what we're talking about? He said, I'll guide you on the best pathway for your life. So if we're looking out ahead of us and we see the best pathway, what, it's going to keep going better and better and better and better. Well, I trust God. He's prepared me, like we read in Ephesians, for good works. That he's prepared before that I should walk in Him. So if I trust Him, if I believe Him, if I believe that He loves me just as much as Jesus, then as He lays out a plan for me, I know it's good. It's going it's to steadily go up. So when I look, I, I don't say, well, I don't know. I don't know, this happened, so I don't know if God can bring me through, or there's this challenge, so I don't know. No, the plan is stretching out ahead of me, and it's good. And he said, I'll guide you on the best pathway so I can trust him, and I can just believe him. I'm going to be on that best pathway. If he's guiding me, I trust you. Show me. Well, I just don't know if he can get it across to me. That's not believing he loves you. If he loves you, he's going to get it across to you. He's going to figure out a way. And that's a misnomer because he, he doesn't have to go, oh, well, oh, my gosh, I didn't think of this. Wait here. i got to go meditate on this and think about how I can get this across to this bonehead. Just wait. He didn't, he's not thinking that. He's not like us. He's not limited. He tells you, and he, he'll come this way. If you, if you believe he loves you, you realize if you're not getting it, he'll bring six more people to get it across to you. Or he'll bring a message to you. Or he'll have... You know, get, you ministered this way, and he'll get it over to you. Why? Because you, he loves you. See, if we become secure in that, people say, well, what if I miss it? What if I mess up? What if I'm already, you know, going in the wrong direction? Well, that's fear. That's meaning, he, I don't really believe he loves me. And, you know, there might come the time where he just drops me and says, forget you. But if you believe he loves you, then it's like, well, if I miss it, he'll help me. He'll help me. He'll get me over. He'll show me what to do. Well, what if I make a mistake at work and they think such and such? Worst case, he can get you a better job. He can get you more clients. He can do what he needs to do. What if I offend these people and I, get, you know, I lose the, the account? There's more people. There's bigger accounts. He can get you over. If God is for us, who can be against us? See, fear will go, oh, I don't want to lose. If you start playing not to lose, you're going to lose. You ever seen this in sports? If you don't play sports. Anyway, I, I, I played soccer and I played baseball. I, I saw it in soccer. You start playing tentative and trying not to lose. You are not flowing. You open it up to lose. You can't hold on to something out of fear. If you're being led by fear, you're not being led by God. Who's the author of fear? So if you start saying, well, I don't want to do this, so I better do this, you've just been led by fear. Now you're not being, that's not the same as being led by the Spirit of God. That's not operating in faith. Faith will say, well, this is what we're doing. And to the best of my ability, this is what I believe God wants us to do. And we're going forward. Well, what if it doesn't work? God can get us out. 
I'm not saying you be stupid and just go headlong I, I, and, and just be foolish. I'm saying we, we know to the best of our ability we're following him. We're putting him first. He has access to get to us. And he'll show us how to get over. And that's faith. You believe, no matter. I'm going to win. I'm going to get through. I'm going over. It's going to be good. Do you see how that just charges your faith? You believe this. He's, he's guiding me. He's, he's helping me on the best pathway. He's going to advise me. He's going to watch to see how I do. He's going to give me more advice. He'll get me there. Well, God, here we go. I just have the rest of my life, however many you know, decades I'm going to be on this earth before you're uh, coming back or I'm going on to be with you, and I'm just going to keep having a better life. And what if there's a challenge? Well, you'll bring me through, and you'll bring me over, and you're a good God, and you love me, so I'm going to win. Your faith abounds. You can start receiving things that before it's like, well, I just don't know if God. Well, that's the faith. Even though the grace has received it, your, your faith is like, I just can't because he doesn't love me. And when we start believing he loves me, we'll say, yes, God, I'm going on with you. And we take it. And the next thing, well, it looks hard. I may have to change. All right, I'm laying down my life for you and you'll bring me over because you love me.